everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Mara, the meatloaf! You see what happens, Larry? How'd it get burned? How'd it get burned? How'd it get burned? They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works. Every time. I am loving this. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Come with me if you want to live. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity. But now you have my attention. Now, here's your host, Sky and Colin. Here's Johnny. Hey, moviegoers. You're listening to Two Dudes Trailer Park with Sky <laughs> and Colin. I'm confused. Colin, what are we talking today? <laughs> well, Sky, the anticipation is palpable here. Palpable indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Very inside joke. You only get it if you follow us at Two Dudes Movie Reviews on Instagram. <laughs> I don't have that sound effect. <laughs> we do a like a flam 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 like a triple fart. <laughs> I love that. Did that work? Yeah, that works. I love that. Oh, that's good stuff. And the <laughs> audience is going wild. Um, why aren't we whispering should be whispering on this episode I thought about that I thought about signing the intro mm-hmm. but that, that'd be hard to translate I'd have to be like a very loud signer like keep my hands close to the microphone so you could hear like the wind move as because I'm a really fast signer so yeah. it would hear a, sound a lot and look a lot like this <laughs> And Colin. <laughs> I like that. I mean, it would be on brand, honestly. Like, if you're coming here for a review of A Quiet Place 2, then you you know what you're getting into. So. Yeah. Don't come at us with, you guys are fucking clowns. We just want to survive. Listen. Yeah. Listen, guys. Don't come at us. Don't come on us. Don't even come near us. <laughs> Don't step to this. You don't want any. You don't want the smoke, because where there's smoke, there's fire lit. Dab. <laughs> I don't know what that was. We can get into this again. Yeah, with the TikTokers. Dab dab TikTok. Liddy wop. I got a wop. Hey rockers, TikTokers. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody, everybody. Oh God! I see what you're doing. Yeah, Limp Bizkit, they should If Limp Bizkit ever updates rolling to be like today, I think I'll just I'll just stop everything I do in life. Yeah, <laughs> it would be awful. You know what? How the only we- reason I got vaccinated is f- so that there would potentially be a chance that I can finally go to a Limp Bizkit concert. <laughs> 
I did. I literally did it all for the nookie. <laughs> See, you can take that needle and stick it in my yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, nurse. Um, could could can I get the vaccine in my yeah? <laughs> What'd you just say? I just feel like it'll like flow through me quicker. <laughs> stick it in yo yeah. Stick it in yo. Um. I actually went to a concert. The the Wiggles? Yeah. They're they're sick. They're slopping the bases. I would hope they're not sick. That was the whole point of the vaccine. That's true. I'm actually sick right now. So if I sound like shit on this episode, that is why. Dude, the last episode, I'll uh I'll apologize to the Swampies. I was very because I'm I was editing it. I'm like, man, I'm so low energy. And I edited out as many sniffles of mine as I could, but I was also not feeling very well. It was also really late. So I was like tired and worn down. But I was like listening back and I'm like, damn, I sound off. So if anybody's wondering why it's because your boy wasn't feeling a hundred percent. So give us a break. Yeah. We're, we're doing it. Don't come on me, bro. We're doing it all for the swampy. Yeah. Come on, the swampy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, my brother's bachelor party was this past weekend. Oh, a bunch of nasty yeah. daddies. <laughs> crazy. It was it wasn't that crazy. We uh we went to a beer fest. There was a beer fest in in Joyzy and uh Knuckle Puck was playing. Oh, so cool. Got got beer and saw Knuckle Puck. Yeah. Very cool. And then uh yeah, we stayed in Atlantic City, so uh we were in one of the casinos and we didn't really we didn't like do the slots all that much because I feel like you it's a strong chance you'll lose money, but we did, uh, we sports gambled and, uh, we bet on the hockey games and Brandon won $300 and me and Ryan both won $200. Nice. Yeah. Atlantic city. You come for the slots and you stay for the sluts. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> All we did was just gamble, uh, listen to music. We hung out at the, uh, at the beach bar. They have this new thing called a, a, at this one beach bar we went to, they have a thing called a Fauci Pouchy. What? <laughs> yeah. So Ryan got it, but it's like a, basically just a glorified Capri Sun. Like it's a huge ass bag yeah. and it's got like a cocktail in it. Um, the guy told us that it was four drinks in one. Um, so Ryan got that. It tasted, I tried it. It tasted like a, like watermelon Jolly Rancher. Okay. Was it booze though? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was boozy. <laughs> nice. It was boozy. Not bougie. Yeah. Not bougie at all. <laughs> not, nothing in Atlantic city's very bougie. No, we, uh, no offense. Any listeners in Atlantic city, but you know what it is. Who lives in Atlantic city? No one lives in Atlantic city. No, you can't, <laughs> you can't do it. No, it's illegal. They've made it illegal. I hope so to save people. We were walking down the boardwalk and like every other shop there is the same thing. It's like, hey, we sell shitty, crappy T-shirts that aren't yeah. funny and hermit crabs. And we stopped at one because I forgot my sunglasses. So I was like, I want to get sunglasses. And Ryan, like we walked in, he's like, I feel dirty. And like all these stores are like, no, like they're, they're fucking gross. But like, yeah, all, all the shirts are like, a fucking like a camo shirt with like a bootleg Taz on it. And then it says like, like stupid shit on it. Like, I, like I, I'm not gay, but $20 is $20. 
<laughs> that's actually an awesome shirt <laughs> that was an actual shirt that we saw and i was just like jesus christ dude it's pride month you should have bought it <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> honestly if you bought that for me and gave it to me i'd probably cry from joy <laughs> you shouldn't have man <laughs> dude i don't deserve it <laughs> yeah we we uh we stayed in caesars though which is awesome just because like i can't believe that's been there since like Mesopotamia. Yeah, man. It's honestly, it's amazing what they were able to do in those times. And especially like when your only motivation is some salad that just, what is it even? It's just like some Parmesan cheese and some croutons. Like that's really it. Like, yeah. but that was enough to get them to build that, that massive, um, honestly, it's like, um, it, just this epic achievement and, it kind of symbolizes the strength of humanity and how like when we come together and put our, get our hands dirty, we can just make things happen, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It it symbolizes that and blackjack and trailer park. (laughs) We're just going too long. (laughs) (laughs) Not even no blackjack. Just the word of the day. Ah, <laughs> We're going too long and it wasn't funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, then I should have hit the button earlier. <laughs> I should have hit the button like a hundred episodes ago. <laughs> there needs to be a button that self-destructs the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's how you'll know it's our last episode. You just hear like an explosion on the show. Be like, yeah. oh, that was the joke that did it. <laughs> so something got way dumber than like I'm trying to think of what the dumbest thing, like Quentin Tarantino. Something got stupider than that. So we just, we're like, we have to end this shit. Is that the dumbest joke we've made? I I want people, no. we know a lot of people who have listened from very early on or people who have gone back and listened to all of our episodes. And again, thank you guys so much. We love you very much. I would love it if any of those people or a few of those people could send us what's the dumbest thing we've said on this show. <laughs> Maybe this is a bad idea because then people are just going to be messaging us out of the boob. Like this is some dumb shit. You said you fucking idiot. So we're just asking for people to just call us stupid all the time. So I might regret that, but I still want to do it. I was going to say, I was, I was talking about like, what's the dumbest thing that we were talking about that we thought was funny because I'm sure there are plenty of times that we reviewed a movie. We've made some point that makes no fucking sense. <laughs> no, I think we that's nail a, it. That's a great point. I think we nail it every time on that. <laughs> one of my, uh, one of my buddies, the one thing that was cool about like the going to the bachelor party was it was the first time I've seen a lot of my friends from hockey since I moved to Syracuse. So like at this point, like a year and a half. And, uh, I was talking to one of the guys and, uh, he was like asking about the pod. And we were also just talking about like, the pandemic and like how like all the phases of it, like the beginning was just like the no toilet paper phase. And, uh, I told them the one thing I was like, yeah, we had this joke on the pod where Sky was like, I don't get it. Like nine times out of 10, you're right near your shower. Just go in there and blast your asshole out. And I was like, yeah, stomp it down the drain. And he was dying. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, that's some pretty stupid shit. That is stupid. But I'd also like to clarify. I wasn't joking. Oh yeah. Yeah. I know. That wasn't a joke. I was dead serious. That that legitimately <laughs> bothered me. It's just like a bigger bidet. It's a bidet that you stand in. <laughs> Grow up. It's a bidet you stand in. The water, the water comes down 
So you have to do a handstand in the shower to clean your butt. <laughs> yeah, and let it run down your back and into your hair. <laughs> yeah. Or, honestly, if you really want to get nasty with it, just use your hand and then wash your hand. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't put it in your mouth or anything, you weirdo. <laughs> you wash your hands, but, like, you don't wash... Like, you touch the walls getting into the shower and, like, the s- shampoo bottle. So, like, you're clean, but everything in your shower is covered in shit. <laughs> yeah. You know what's crazy? I don't think we talked about this back then, but we should have. Um, apparently demolition man got it right. Like demolition man saw the toilet paper shortage coming and that's why they were like, well, in the future, everybody uses these three seashells. Oh, okay. So there we go. We figured it out. That's that's crazy. Yeah. Damn. (laughs) We we figured it out, (laughs) but you know what? Like we're talking about this and it's like in the future, like post apocalyptic, like if it's on brand for this episode, so, it is on brand for this episode. We're keeping it smart here. We are smart. Um, yeah. What are we talking here, though? Well, I was going to say, sir, we not only are we smart, we're handsome. Uh-huh. We're wildly wealthy. <laughs> yeah. We're rolling in it. Mm-hmm. We have average but pleasurable members <laughs> okay like it's not they're not obscene it's not like ah too much to handle <laughs> unimpressive yet uh delightful <laughs> i saw this uh this thing with bo burnham like a few weeks ago and he was on conan and uh he showed his dad bo burnham showed his dad's google search history on conan and like one of his dad's first searches that popped up was um, what what is the average man's penis girth? Um, and, and he was like cracking up and he goes, the only thing, the only thing worse than Googling what's like the average size girth is spelling girth wrong. And if you looked at it, he spelled girth G-E-R-T-H. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Conan, Conan was like losing it. But that's amazing. I want to watch that. I saw that Conan is ending his show, which is insane to me. Very upsetting because I I love Conan. I think we saw in the last yeah. episode with uh, Mitchell's versus the machines, but like he's yeah yeah he's one of my favorites uh, like talk show host ever. Me too. He's got a podcast that's really good, but that's not what we're talking about. We were talking about ourselves and how we're handsome and we have a lot of money and our penises are underwhelming but over delivering for what they are. And (laughs) not only are those things all true about us, but we're also old. And that's the movie we're talking. (laughs) (laughs) That was, that was the (laughs) buildup. We're also not that old. Like I'm 16. Yeah. I'm, I'm four. (laughs) Yeah. I'm grooming Colin. (laughs) Waiting until he's of age. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so was that the one that ruined the show? That may, that may have been. That may have been the one that broke the camel's back. Broke my back. Broke the camel toe. Yeah. Anyways. We're talking old, and the trailer just came out for this. Uh, I actually saw it in the theater when I saw Quiet Place 2, and mm. uh, we talked about it a little bit, um, but I didn't know anything about this movie. I It showed up. I was like, oh, Okay, and uh, we'll get to 
all the all the angles of this, but um, it's coming out pretty soon. So we wanted to talk about it before it hit theaters. Yeah, and yeah, it's it's the new M Night Shyamalan joint. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, it's old. Do you want to just you just want to watch it? Then we'll we'll talk about it because I feel like there's a decent amount to talk about. I don't want to really spoil things. Yeah, let's let it roll. All right, cool. No kids allowed on the beach. What? That's not true. Oh, no. No. We never leave each other. Nothing separates us. Are we there yet? You said five minutes. Technically, it's been more than five minutes. Let's just all start slowing down. Wow. Do you believe I found this online? I guess it's not that secret a beast. Whoa. Who would leave this? From the hotel! They're so rusted! What's happening? Found stuff from the hotel in the sand. Uh oh. Mad phones. <laughs> what happened to her mom? I don't know. What happened to her? Body has decomposed. How quickly can that happen? Seven years. But she just died. Wait, where are the kids? Front, Kara! Come here! Hey, have you seen my children? Mom? I'm I'm right here. What? Uh-oh. <laughs> Dad, why are you looking at me like that? What's happening to us? My daughter just turned six two weeks ago. Mom. Whatever's happening to us is happening very fast. You have wrinkles. There's something wrong with this beach. What's happening? Mom! 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 I'm scared! Okay. <laughs> okay. People are blacking out going this way. If she makes it to the ledge, she might have a chance. Why is she stopping? Why is she stopping? Kara, wake up! Wake up! They have to know what this place does. I don't know! You're lying! Look! What is that? A message. We never leave each other. Nothing separates us. We're connected to something oh, they found signs. Oh, okay. Oh, no. We're here for a reason. Old Fox. Okay. I would just like to point out pregnancy is not a natural part of the aging process. <laughs> Unless the baby inside of her was aging quicker. So is this positing that the girl gets on the beach at six years old, turns into an adult, and then sometime in the chaos of them trying to figure it out, somebody fucks her? Or maybe she was pregnant. She didn't know it. As a six-year-old? Yeah. <laughs> that tracks. <laughs> what a I, twist. Yeah, I don't know, man. So we had talked a little bit about this off mic, but I think the the concept looks cool. And there are a lot of people involved in this that I that I do like a lot. But 
feel like we've just been burned a lot by M night for a while. Oh yeah. So it's kind of hard to get like hyped for it. Um, Cause it's just like, I've, I've seen, I've seen the things that you've, you've done recently and it, and it doesn't make me happy. <laughs> yeah. He's hurt us too many times. Yeah. Yeah. The thing that's hard for me is that there are some people in this movie that I do like, but then again, that's another thing that he's been good at doing is get, hiring people who are good actors to be in his bad movies. The one thing I will say about this is this is actually based on a book called Sandcastle. He is the writer on the movie. Like he, I think he, he's the only one that really adapted it. So there is, there is that, that he, I guess he could mess it up, but other people actually created this story, mm. which I don't know. I think that actually gives me a little bit more hope. Cause like I said, I'm watching the trailer. I think it looks cool. I think the cinematography looks cool. And there's people that are involved that I like. It really is just like, I'm just going off of yeah, like recent track record. Um, Cause split was good. Like split was fun, but we both didn't like glass. And then, the visit was kind of whack. Some people really liked the visit. I, I was like kind of iffy on it. And then there's a lot of bad, like even in this, like it's still like, Hey, this is the guy that made the sixth sense. It's like, yeah, that came out like how long ago? Yeah. It was like 99. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I I'm, I'm like cautiously optimistic, I guess, but I have a feeling I'm going to get let down. Yeah. I'm, I think we're going to see it. I figure we're going to see it. I'm going to go in with no expectations. And hope it does better than that. <laughs> nothing. I hope it does better than nothing. <laughs> yeah. I, um, we said before, I love Thomas and McKenzie. Uh, I think she's one of like the really good young actresses coming up right now. Um, Alex Wolf, I'm not sold on though. Like I know he's been in a lot of big things, mainly hereditary. He's in the Jumanji movies, but I remember like hereditary horror movie. This looks like it's a horror movie. I remember thinking like when hereditary came out that there was like a few scenes where I felt like his acting was like kind of weak, mainly like the one part where like he starts crying in the house and it's like, yeah, it's like kind of over the top, I guess. But then there's other parts that are really good. Um, can M Knight get like the best out of him? Because I felt like Ari Aster, who's awesome, got like a decent, but not great performance out of him. I don't want to sound like an asshole, but right. Um, if he's like in a leading role in this, that might be like a little suspect. Yeah. We'll see, I guess. But yeah, we'll see, we'll see where it goes. What's the twist going to be? Mm. The twist in this is that I guess the real twist would be if it's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. That's all I got for it. Well, nice. Yeah, I don't even I don't even have a guess. I don't want to give it any energy like that. I just want it to show me what it's got. Show me what you got. Show me what you got. Yeah. On uh yeah. That that's all I got for it. Yeah, yeah. I I don't have anything else. I was going to say on the uh after the video ends on YouTube, it's like, "Hey, other things you might like and the happening shows up." <laughs> oh, yeah, you might like it. <laughs> yeah. So, if you're a fucking idiot, <laughs> Oh, man. You want to get out of this trailer park? Yeah, let's get out of here. I got sand in my butthole. <laughs> Ditto. I'm sitting on this beach, this old-ass beach. I, I wasn't even sitting on a beach. You were sitting on my butthole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> where I got it from. from mine to yours. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
I'm, I'm excited to talk about this. And I was trying to think about this earlier. I was, I was doing errands and I was driving and I was like, huh, I wonder if this is true other than uh, like an Avengers movie. Is this the first time that we're doing a sequel for one of our top 10 movies for the duties? Cause this was not only in your top 10, this was your number one. Like a, the original quiet place was your number one, the year it came out. And that's right. This is my first duty. Yeah. I was trying to think like out of any movie in our top 10 over the last three years that we've been doing this, um, have we ever done a sequel to a movie in our top 10 other than the Avengers? Cause was, I know we talked infinity war and Endgame. I don't think so. I really don't think so. Yeah. Didn't we do, we did something recently that was the first time we did a sequel for a movie that we reviewed on the show. But what was that? It was a real recent one. Um, Godzilla. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. So if you've listened to the show from the beginning, like you, you'll know that we really liked the first one. Um, so we were both very excited about this. We did the trailer park a long time ago. Like, I think we maybe even done the trailer park to this when we were still recording in the same room, which is yeah, definitely. how long ago. And yeah, we were, uh, I've been, I've been very hyped up for this for a while and it, it hurt me because this movie premiered, maybe a week before the, the pandemic started and uh, someone that we've uh, we've gotten like closer to on Instagram uh, who runs another movie account actually got to go to the premiere and they saw it and they told us they're like, oh man, like, like it's really good. Like they, they thought it was better than the first one that they thought John Krasinski, like not being as much and being able to direct was like a game changer for it. And they, they really hyped it up. And so I was just like, oh, I can't wait to see this. And then it got shut down and pushed back for over a year. So yeah, it's been a long time coming. Yeah, for sure. We've been dying to see it. And uh, we both finally did. Also, interesting. This is not a movie you can stream anywhere. This is the first movie since the shutdown that has come back and you can only see it in theaters. Yeah, man, let's get let's get into this. I'm, we need to talk about it. But mm hmm. So unlike unlike the first Quiet Place, uh, John Krasinski he was a writer, but he was a co-writer. This time around, he is just it, this is his thing. He is the sole director and writer on this. Um, so it's his vision, which is very cool. And I know that when the studio approached him, they're like, "Hey, we want to do a sequel." He was like, eh, "I'm not really into it." And they were like, "Okay, well, we're gonna do it anyway." And he was they were basically just like can you write us at least like a kind of like an outline of where you would want like these characters to go? Cause like we are going to do a sequel. And then he was like, sure. I'll like come up with an idea. And he basically just said that he started writing the movie. And then like, eventually he was just like, Oh, I'm, I'm this, I'm just doing this. Yeah. So why not? Right. Yeah. Which, uh, I mean, I'm very happy about, but, uh, it's got for the most part, the same cast, Emily Blunt, she plays Evelyn, uh, Millicent Simmons. She plays Regan. Noah Jupe, the Jupe. He plays Marcus. Drops a Jupe in your hair. <laughs> John Krasinski, he plays Lee. And then uh, a couple newcomers, uh, Killian Murphy, he plays Emmett. And uh, Jimon Hanzu plays, his, his credited name is just Man on Island, but uh, he's in it for a little bit also. So, yeah. and uh, I think we talked about it when we did the trailer park, but the addition of Killian Murphy is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love him. Where where do you want to start on this this bad boy? Well, should we start or finish 
with the question, because I think a question that people are going to ask, especially when it comes to sequels and stuff, is it better than the first? Do you think we should save that for the end or start that with our conversation? Um, I don't know, man. That's it's tough because I don't I don't know if that if that's clear cut for me or you. Well, then maybe you know what? Let's circle back around to that. Okay. All right. Yeah. And and I think a good jumping off point is just um, let's start talking about that opening scene and then see where it takes us. Oof. Like we're not gonna do like like the old days where we just go play by play through the movie. Yeah. But I think that opening scene. I think it shows a lot of of growth in John Krasinski's um, directing. Yeah. And I think it does a really good job setting up how the rest of this movie is going to go because it, it starts and it's a flashback to day one, which is pretty cool because in the original movie, they're already in it. Yeah. They're like, it's been going on. And I really liked that as an aspect of the first one where you didn't see like the apocalypse happen. Mm-hmm. But this one, they do, they do give you some of that. And there's some really good shots, like amazing cinematography, like his eye behind the camera and like that team that put that together and like composed those shots and everything is like fucking brilliant. It was it's riveting. Like you, this movie starts up and my heart is pounding beginning to end. There's no rest. This is just like an anxiety attack the entire time. <laughs> yeah. For, for me, like the, the opening scene, which is about the first 10, 15 minutes of this movie uh, is perfect. Like I, I love yeah. it. It's almost too good because uh I don't think anything is as good as it, um, which isn't like necessarily a bad thing. I was just like, this is, this is fucking near perfect. Like this is just amazing. And it, not yeah. only is it amazing cause the cinematography is phenomenal. Like the cinematography in the first quiet place was very good. Uh, really good use of like lighting and uh, like claustrophobia and stuff like that. And, but it's a, it's a huge step up in this one. I was insanely impressed. And, uh, there's a, there's a really cool video where John Krasinski's breaking down a lot of the shots from the opening sequence. And, uh, like they use like different types of cameras that haven't been really like used like in this way yet. Like the, uh, the scene from the trailer that we talked about where Emily Blunt's driving the car and she has to go in mm-hmm. reverse and all that. Um, that was done with a um, basically a, like a mechanized camera that was mounted in the car. But the problem yeah. is like, you can't, he was saying you can't control it. Like while the scene's going, like you can't adjust it. It's basically like you program into the camera, what motions it's going to make. And then you have to act out the scene perfectly. So like this, the car had to be driven perfectly to capture that scene. And he actually said, right. uh, when she breaks, when the truck is coming back towards her, the brake made the camera slip forward a little bit. And in that moment, it zooms up on Emily Blunt when she like turns her head around and like is reversing the car and it, it looks really awesome. And he was like, it was like the best mistake ever. But yeah, I mean, that's so, that's so cool. Yeah. That, I mean, that scene is, is awesome. That sequence is awesome. Even just before that, they do a really long one take 
up and down the street. Like he goes up the street into the pharmacy from the first movie. And then, yeah. And then the, the, the town is one way. And then when he comes back, the town's kind of in like hysteria. And I just, I really like the juxtaposition there. Dude, and even like he get him and his daughter get in the truck and then like they're in the truck and now the camera's in the truck with them. And then he gets out mm-hmm. and then like the tr- the camera is like outside, like the way it moves and it's still tracking him like the whole time. And then, uh, and then shit starts popping off and you're outside with him. And then it goes back in the truck with the daughter who's deaf and just all the audio is gone. And now yeah. we are witnessing this same event through her perspective where she like, doesn't know what's going on. She can't see behind her. She can't hear anything. So it's just like silence. And it's like, oh, this is fucking crazy. Yeah. And it's like right when right when the excitement ramps up, they just pull the sound out from under your feet. And it's like, what the fuck yeah. is going on? And I want to go off that in a second. But uh, just going back to that scene with the car and stuff in that thing that I was I was telling you about, he he breaks down that scene because they flip a car in that scene. Yeah. And, uh, basically he, uh, he goes over how they did that because they actually flipped a car and it was dangerous. So they were like, we probably have to like film this one way and like make sure it, every, everything's out of the way. So that scene and he breaks it down. The plane of the car is, is one scene. Everything outside of it is another scene and they just composited them together. Hmm. So basically like when he like leaves the car he's like entering another scene basically. Um, and, uh, but it's, it's really cool, cool, uh, cool work. But the one thing I wanted to say, and you kind of touched on a little bit, uh, Millicent Simmons is basically the main character of this movie. And yeah, I think that is extremely smart because, uh, well, for multiple reasons, but one, you get all those effective moments where you enter, uh, basically like the way she, uh, you know, perceives the world, um, which leads to just a lot of really great tension. But also I think in the first movie, uh, her relationship with her dad was like kind of like the emotional, like heartbeat of the movie. And, uh, there's a lot done in this movie going off of those moments. Like she has a relationship with her dad. That's kind of contentious because of certain things that happened in the first movie. And then when, spoiler alert, he dies and that like, she kind of like regrets a lot of things, but I found it really interesting and smart that you got to see their relationship before everything happened, because it actually looks like the daughter was closer to the dad before everything went to shit. And, uh, yeah. And that's, that's like a big thing. Like it's also kind of a theme in the movie, but not only is like the camera work great and like setting everything up and showing you day one, but it also shows you the characters and I think that's always the focus of the movie is the characters and what they're thinking and their relationships. And I think that first scene not only sets up her and the dad's relationship, but it also shows a lot of Noah Jupe's character and how much he's grown by the end of the movie. So like, yeah, just in ge- just in general, the, the you know storytelling and like uh, just the craft behind it, the opening sequence is like I said, I think it's perfect. It was it was so good. Dude, it's worth the price of admission right there. The first 15 minutes. Awesome. Per- like, yeah, couldn't, couldn't have asked for it to play out any better. And then even just the light um, showing you Killian Murphy's character in that beginning, showing that like, 
Mm-hmm. There is some sort of connection. Like they do, they have like knowledge of each other and stuff like that. Like that, that helps. I think making it about the kids is such a good idea too. And I heard in an interview actually with, on Conan's podcast, John Krasinski was on and he was talking about when he was writing the first one, he's like, I don't know how to write like horror. He's like only done like comedy and stuff and he's coming off of like the office and everything. And, um, he's talking about like the advice that he got. So basically like he's like writing to truth. So he's like, I wrote a family drama and once I made it about the family and these characters and made it so that you cared about what happened to them and you loved them, the stuff that was scary came naturally because you didn't want to see anything bad happen to these people because you cared about them. Uh-huh. So I think he, I think he carried that on to here very well. I think that um, making it about that and not making it about scares and monsters and things like that. I mean, obviously that stuff is in there. It's ingrained in there, but that's not the central focus. I think that's why that first one resonates so well with so many people. And I think, I think he didn't lose that. Like this didn't feel like any of that was lost. And he also said in that interview that he wrote the first quiet place basically as like a love letter to his kids. Cause it is a father and a mother doing everything they can to provide some, some kind of, life for their kids like what Mm -hmm. what lengths will you go to to save your kids so he he did that so he when he was talking about doing a quiet place too he was just like the only thing that made sense to me was that if the story followed the kids because it's them carrying the torch like they're taking on the mantle from the father and it's like okay you know he sacrifices himself so that they can escape and whatnot now like you know take over like you have to take over now yeah like you're out there now mm-hmm. i did everything i could for you 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 got to be on your own now yeah I, I i just i really like that uh millicent is the main character in it i think that does so much for the story something i, I wanted to talk about though this is more so just like a like a two dudes like thing like how many times have we brought up on this show children of men like I've, I think I've recommended it before. I think we've talked about it in episodes. Yeah. Uh, John Krasinski said children of men was like his main inspiration for like the action scenes in this movie in terms of like not cutting the camera and stuff like that. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's tough for me to say because I think the ending of the first one has such a high, like emotional impact. Uh, yeah. Just like with his sacrifice and stuff like that. And I think it would have been hard to come as close with like that type of, uh, you know, hit you in the feels, but there's a lot of other things that they do in this movie that I think still get the emotion out of you and stuff like that. Mainly like it's all playing on the kids and how they grow or like how sad it is seeing what their family was, was like before and stuff like that. So I really appreciated that because there's certain things in this movie with that just comes with it being a sequel that you can't do again. And uh, yeah. without it either feeling cheap or just like you actually can't do it. So I think they found uh, really good alternatives to deliver kind of the same experience, but not have it feel redundant or like cheap. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will sort of agree, but also um, point out for myself, wouldn't even call this a negative. I think this movie 
Definitely. And it's not necessarily its fault because I guess making that first one and not anticipating sequels, thinking it would be just one off. I kind of forced this into being the way it is. I feel like this movie, although it holds tension very well throughout the whole movie, which they also were able to do in the first one, I think it, it still works here. Um, like I, I went to the movies with Meg and we saw this and she was like visibly stressed and sweating the entire time. But I think this movie compared to the first A Quiet Place is lacking the emotional punch that you get with that first one. And like you said, it's like you can't just do the same thing again and like make it feel cheap and everything. But I, I wasn't as emotionally invested as I had been previously. And like, I thought maybe I can get there with Killian Murphy's character, but I feel like we didn't get to know too much. And it felt like there were some threads that were still unpulled with him. Mm -hmm. So I felt like, um, I didn't have anything new to hang on to. I did still feel like anxious for like the moments when it's like the baby might be in trouble. Like that really stressed me out, man. Noah Jupe pissed me the fuck off in this movie. <laughs> he was pissing me off. I'll, uh, I'll say two things about Noah Jupe real quick. One, that kid is still just the best kid actor right now. Yeah. He's so good. Oh my God. Yeah. And, uh, with like the tension and stuff like that. Uh, there are a few parts that like really like got me <laughs> stressed out. And one in, like in particular is with him. And it's when he steps on that bear trap because his acting is so good. And like, he just like, seems like he's like in agony. Oh. And I was like, Oh man, like you got to calm the fuck down, but also your fucking foot's mangled. <laughs> so <laughs> I get it. Um, yeah, but I, I completely agree though. Like this is honestly probably I don't have a lot of negatives. I, I really like this movie. There are a few though. And th around kind of like the, I would say the end of the second act, they have his character do some dumb shit. And it felt, it felt very, um, inorganic. Like this is a horror movie. So we need the character to do the generic. Why the fuck is that character doing something stupid right now? And then shit hits the fan because of it. Right. And that, that bummed me out a little bit because it, it just, uh, it didn't, there was no reason for him to, to leave and do all that. So I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like all the characters have been so smart up until this point, And then for no reason, he's just going to abandon his baby brother <laughs> to go exploring for no fucking reason. <laughs> oh dude, just bad decision after bad decision. And like, he's he's the cause of all the problems for like the third act at least yeah at least in the one section yeah yeah it, it like all the problems that happened for like him the baby uh -huh. and emily blunt like it's his it's him he's the fucking <laughs> butthole he's pissing me off yeah and um i didn't want to say this though because you had mentioned just like the emotion of the movie i don't think anything in this movie hits as hard as like john krasinski sacrificing himself and signing to his daughter right before he dies. Like, I don't think anything hits that hard, but, uh, I do think all around in this movie, there was enough in it that, that made me, made me feel things. Um, and it is those relationships. So like, I think we're going to start comparing the two movies a little bit with some things. And for me, like maybe that there isn't anything that hits as hard, but I think overall this movie still does a very good job of making the focus, the characters, and making you care about them. 
Whereas I feel like a lot of lesser sequels will make the sequel about the creatures. It's going to turn it into more of like an action movie type thing. And this movie is still all about the characters growing up. Like even, even uh, Killian Murphy, he doesn't have like a ton of like, like emotion behind his character. And, but he does have a good arc. Like I do like what he has, what he sacrifices by the end of the movie or whatever, you know? So in that, I, I actually do think the movie succeeds pretty well. Um, I kind of want to just, maybe we should save it for the end, but I kind of just want to know, do you, do you like the first one more? You want to just get to that now or do you still want to save it for the end? I mean, is this not the end? I don't have many other notes to go off of. So, okay. Uh, I mean, I have a, I have a few other ones then that just a few small points that I wanted to, to make. Yeah. Let, let's hit them. Let's hit them. And then I'll, I'll answer that question for you. All right. Well, I do think that this movie, um, this movie subverted my expectations a lot, actually, mainly in, in good ways. There's a few things that are negatives that I wasn't really expecting that I didn't really like. But in in general, the way the trailer sh- like presents itself, it makes it look like it's going to be almost very like Walking Dead like where it's like, yeah, the world has gotten taken over basically by these creatures. But like the creatures aren't the worst thing out there. Like people are much worse than, than whatever, you know, the zombies or, you know, the aliens yeah. in this. Cause that's basically how walking dead has become now. Like the zombies aren't anything in the walking dead compared to the people. Um, so like the trailer makes it look like it's going to be like, they're going to run into a lot of like people that are going to be worse than the creatures. And it actually, the scenes that they show of Killian Murphy with him, like closing the door on the kids in the closet and him grabbing like Emily Blunt, um, but like by the mouth, yeah. it makes it look like he's going to be almost one of the antagonists in the movie. And he's not, he's much more like than than that in this movie, he's, he's an actual character and he's a, he's a big player in that. So I appreciate that because he's amazing. And that aspect where like people are worse than the creatures are like, people have become monsters, essentially that, premise does creep in there but it's not something that really like dominates the movie like it's just like a scene and so i really appreciated that also because i wasn't expecting that and uh just in general like i think the the story that they decide to tell really surprised me and that it wasn't what you'd expect from a sequel like i'm I'm thinking about horror sequels and i feel like this movie doesn't do the majority of the shitty things that most horror sequels do. Yeah. Yeah. I agree too. I will say I noticed there's probably like 10 times as much dialogue in this movie as the first one, like spoken dialogue mm-hmm. versus the first one. There's a lot less signing in this one. It is much more like sound in this one. And I feel like it's kind of cool because like you still get these really tense moments. Like I think what, a lot of the tension in the first movie was how silent it is. And then if anything makes a sound, like you're just immediately like, Ooh, like tighten up your butthole. Yeah. But this movie, you still maintain tension, but there is like a lot more dialogue, a lot more whispering, a lot, a lot more like spoken stuff. That's not a positive or a negative, just an observation. Um, but I did feel like we did, we did see some more creatures. We had a little bit more excitement in this one but it didn't feel like they turned it into an action movie. I just think compared to the first one, there is more time spent seeing monsters or 
dealing with these attacks and stuff like that. One th- I was going to actually mention that though. Like one thing I really like about the first one is just something that you can't do in this one, uh, which is they don't show the monster a lot in the first one. Yeah. But a lot of that's by design, like, you know, with, with jaws or alien or whatever, stuff like that. Like a really good rule is to like keep your creature hidden for a lot of the movie. Cause it makes it scary. You don't know what it is. They, by the end of the first one, you, you see the whole thing. Like you, you see the whole thing, you know how to kill it. So you can't hide it. Like you can't go back to the sequel and be like, okay, we're going to hide this thing now. So like yeah. when they do show the creature, it's just out there. And, uh, so th- there's no reason to really hide it. Um, in this one, I do agree. Like I, th- I think th- at times this movie has a little bit more, I don't want to say like an action vibe, but there's just a little bit more like, exp- I don't know if it's just explosions, but just like running and explosions and stuff. Whereas the first one feels very, like you said, quiet, uh, when things happen, they just happen quick and it's, uh, and then it's over like this. Just, th- it feels like there's more set pieces to this movie, Yeah, but, um, it's, it's not necessarily a negative because I understand why you can't do that in this one. So yeah, that, that was, I was saying that to uh, my brother cause we actually saw it on the, f- the same day and he was like, I w- he was like, I like that you saw it more. And I was like, honestly, I don't like that you see it more, but like, I get it. So I can't fault them for that. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it too. It's not a, it's not a negative. It's just an observation I made, but it's like, yeah. But like I said, I think they did a good job not making it like, it doesn't feel the same type of tonal shift or not necessarily tonal shift, but like, almost like a genre shift as like you see with like alien or aliens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like aliens. Yeah. It's just like, guess what? It's a fucking action sci-fi movie now. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and the, the last thing that I really wanted to hit on pretty sure it's the last thing, but uh, really the last thing that I wanted to mention, the first movie got a lot of flack. Like I remember when the first movie came out, um, I saw it and then I remember a bunch of people at work saw it where at the place I was working at the time. And like the next day they came back and they were basically just like, what the fuck was that ending? And like, it didn't, the, the ending doesn't bother me in the first one, but I do think that the first one ends very abruptly where it's like, there's one in the house. They finally figure out how to kill it. They check the cameras. It looks like the house is about to get like stormed by them. Like they show a bunch of them coming through on the camera and then she just cocks the gun and it ends. And you're just like, well, like, what happens? Do they like kill them? Like, and I, I guess this explains that, but just in terms of like an ending, I think the ending of this one is a little bit stronger actually, because there was so much, um, like I felt like there was a lot of ambiguity with the, the first movie's ending, just like things you wanted answered. Whereas in this one, it's like, what's their goal for the movie? And they have this goal and they need to get it done. And by the end of the movie, they, they complete that goal and it's, it's like a hopeful ending and you can feel like good about like, yeah, like this is going to help people. I feel, I just feel like the ending is a little bit more like concrete and you still get that emotional payoff and stuff. So compared to the first one, I actually really, I think this movie has a better, stronger ending than the first quiet place. Interesting. Interesting. Me, it kind of was like, I think because of what the ending is here and what the mission was, it feels half finished. Oh, really? But not the movie itself, but like their, their mission, like what it's like, okay, you did this thing, but like, how do other people know to use this now that you've done it? Like, how do, how are other people going to know that? Oh, that's why this is here. You know? I mean, I guess technically they won't know, but if there's people that figure it out or leave it on or whatever, like, you know, 
that's kind of like the first step into helping everyone. Um, because before that they were the only ones that knew about it. And I guess they didn't give people the specifics of it, but now everyone has access to it. So if they can figure it out the way this ends off though, like I think the first one ends off in a place where like I wanted a little bit more, but I could see like, okay, there is more to be explored. A quiet place three would possibly worry me because yeah, it seems like I know they're going to keep it based on like just the family and what they're going through it. And they've been very consistent with keeping it, the focus on the characters, but it does worry me that the more that they do, the grander the scope will get, which is not the strength of the movie. The strength of the movie is being very contained to one family. And, uh, you know, now it's like, oh, this thing's out there in the world. Like, I feel like they could make it, you know, bigger and badder and all that shit. And I don't think that necessarily helps. Right. So I don't know. I, I like this, the ending more on this, but I almost kind of feel like this is just a good way to end it. Yeah. I'm fine with this being the end of all of them, but I guess that begs the question of, do you think they'll make more? I do. <laughs> yeah. I think they will too. If this makes good enough money, even in pandemic days. Yeah. I think it, I think the studio will want one more. I, I think so too. They like trilogies. Yeah, they do. They'll probably milk it for 10 if they could. Um, and just one last, this isn't a pro or negative. I just, it was something I thought about, uh, because I've mentioned recently, uh, that like me and Brianna watched all the star Wars movies and we watched it in timeline order. Um, it would be really cool if someone made a edit of one and two combined in chronological order. Like it starts up with day one from this movie, then goes to day 70, whatever it is from a quiet place one. And then those events out and then it ends with the rest of a quiet place Two. Like, uh, I was just thinking like, cause I was thinking like, Oh, this would be really cool to see like a double feature of it. And I was like, it'd be even cooler if they just showed the whole thing through. Um, so like if, yeah. if they do a third one, it might be cool to actually show like another earlier event, like, maybe like day 15 or something like that. Like, yeah. Well, do you have anything else left? I don't. I would like to finally answer the question though. Okay. Do I think this is a better movie than the first one? I think that question is tough. I think aspects of it are better. Like the cinematography is definitely stepped up. I think some other aspects of the movie that are great are things that were also great about the first one. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't necessarily say that that's better, but my feeling and the emotion and my connection with the characters, I felt like was a little bit weaker in this one. So for me, I'm going to say no. I think I still like the first Quiet Place better. Okay. Yeah, for me... It's really tough. I keep flip-flopping. I, I think I'm going to say I like the second one better. Wow. Yeah. We just can't see eye to eye. We never see eye to eye on this show. <laughs> I don't even know why we have a show. <laughs> well, I mean, it, that's this is a rarity. We agree like 99% of the time. Um, And it's really close yeah. for me. Like, this is the 1%. Yeah, like this is a, there's a lot. I think that the emotion at times in certain moments is way stronger than the first one. And... Noah Jupe's character like running off and doing like some dumb shit really annoyed me, but craft wise, 
I think this is a huge step up. Like I really love the long takes um, and the lighting at times. And this is awesome. Like I, I think that is a huge leap. And then as far as the ending, I like the ending considerably more in this movie than I do in the first one, even though they are very similar. I just feel like this one leaves it off in a place where I can feel good about it and not like kind of confused. Like remember when the first one ended, I was like, okay, that was cool. But did they just get murked? (laughs) Yeah. So me, I wasn't too worried about it. I actually think I liked the first ending better. Maybe that's what the difference is, but I do want to acknowledge that. I think that this is a better movie craft wise. Like I see that the cinematography is stepped up. The lighting stepped up. There's a lot of elements to this movie, technically speaking, that are better, but I'm kind of just going off of my own, like that emotional payoff and like a lot of like the feelings that I had, like throughout the movie, I feel like he was just a lot stronger in that first one for me. Mm -hmm. So like, I think the best way I can put it is it is a better made movie, but I enjoyed the first one more. Yeah. I, uh, like I said, I, I might even go back on that because they are very close. Each movie does. Yeah. I think that both movies do certain things better than the other one. So it just is almost kind of like your cup of tea because I think the first one also has overall better tension. Yeah, I agree. So like if you're if you're in it more for like the scares or just like being on the edge of your seat, the first one's probably gonna gonna fill that that uh that need a little bit better. Um but yeah, I just think from start to finish, this one may have just been a more enjoyable experience for me. And it's quick. It goes by real quick. It's a short one. Yeah, yeah. I was also going to say, I saw the first Quiet Place twice in theater, but the first time I saw it, I saw it in Chester in those small-ass theaters, and there was yeah. a woman behind me, and she was hacking up a lung, which is the wrong movie to go to if you're going to be loud. Like, the yeah. whole movie's silent. You just hear this woman back there just like, oh, cool, cool. and I was just like, ugh. Why? Disgusting. Why are you here? <laughs> it's disgusting. Yeah. We had, like, a somebody brought, like, their eight-year-old or something to the movie and i'm like what the fuck is wrong with you (laughs) like why would a kid why would this kid want to sit through this like you're gonna give him nightmares (laughs) and they keep and the kid kept like coughing and stuff which it's like coughing is weird for me actually was just talking about this with meg but coughing is weird for me because like i know it's something we all do i do it too but if I hear somebody who's like continually coughing, it like makes me gag. Like it makes me sick to my stomach. I'm like, you're fucking disgusting. <laughs> and I know it's irrational and it's not fair to other people, but also like fuck them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, especially uh, it didn't bother. I mean, in a movie theater, it always bothered me. But like if I heard someone do it like in public or whatever, like if they like covered their mouth or whatever, I'd be like, but uh now with like COVID, I feel like everyone's like way more like on alert. So like, yeah, try to remember where we were, but it was this weekend we were somewhere and this guy was like coughing near us. And in my head, I was just like, leave. <laughs> yeah. Go outside. You animal. I think it was when I was on the plane and there was a guy going off and I was like, we are in a small contained area. Why are you here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you animal. There are parachutes back there. <laughs> Yeah. 
Fuck a parachute. Throw them out. <laughs> throw them off the plane. Yeah, that's at that point. That's JetBlue's policy. <laughs> if you cough, we're literally throwing you out the emergency exit. One cough, we throw you off. <laughs> yeah, that's. They made it cute. Yeah. Yeah, they made it cute so that you don't feel as bad when you your body explodes on impact. <laughs> yeah, the last thing going through your head was like, man, they got a great slogan. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to do tomato tomato? Yeah, hit me with it. Tomato tomato. The scores have actually changed since I wrote my notes a few days ago. But uh, tomato tomato. Tomato, the critics, they're bringing this in at a 91%. All right, A minus. Mm-hmm. Tomato, the audience, they're bringing it at a 93%. Also A minus? Or is that? Yeah. Yeah, that's like an A minus, A, you know, it's like borderline. So what do you go? What are you going? Well, I'm going to go tomato because it's a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I'm going to go A. Yeah. Yeah. Solid on that. Call well, it an A. I went I went tomato also and I also went A. Beautiful. So we're smart. That's why. Yeah. We're smart. <laughs> Listen, we're, there, there's a bunch of things that people should know about us now, by now because I've mentioned them before. We're smart. Yeah. We're handsome. Mhm. We're old. Yeah. Um girth or penises. <laughs> Underwhelming. <laughs> But over delivering for what we're bringing to the table. Exactly. <laughs> Always said that about you. I know. I know you. You would know. <laughs> I would know. I'm your co-host. <laughs> yeah, it's a rite of passage to always examine your co-host Wang. Yeah, that's. <laughs> everybody knows if you're gonna have a podcast with somebody, you gotta look at each other's hogs before you can even set up the microphones. Exactly. Yeah, they won't even let you buy microphones anymore unless like. Like the guy at the, the fucking desk will be like, have you guys looked at each other's wieners? And we'll be like, yeah. they will be like, okay, cool. Now I can sell you this. <laughs> mic check. Cock check. <laughs> that, that is a real mic check. When you pull your wang out of your pants, it's a mic drop. Yeah. And it has a little name tag on it that says Mike. It's actually just the name of my dick is Mike. Oh, cool. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, this has gone off the rails. Yeah. But that's okay. So I was going to say real quick, random ass story that just reminded me of that. My dad got me a turtle when I was like young, like maybe like seven or something like that. And, mm-hmm. and then we were driving back and my dad was like, what are you going to name, name the turtle? And then I was like, I'm going to name him Nick. And then he was like, why are you naming him Nick? And I was like, cause that's what my shoes say. I was, and I was wearing Nikes. Nice. <laughs> my dad was just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even correct you. He just let you be an idiot. He didn't correct me. And then also I just love that rationale. It's like, why, why do you want to name your turtles that? It's like, because my shoes say it. <laughs> yeah, that's kid logic right there. <laughs> yeah. Dude, so. kid logic is something else. You know what Logan said to me the other day? I'm driving home, and he's been he's been kind of fighting me on, on coming over when I pick him up from his mom's. Mm-hmm. And he'll be like, ah, I don't want to go, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, that hurts my feelings, but okay, we'll just keep moving. And then... uh <laughs> We're in the car and he was super excited, ran into my car right away. He was all smiles. Oh, he's like, Oh, I can't wait to go to your house. I'm like, Oh really buddy? I'm like, that's awesome. Like you never say that. I'm like, why do you want to go to my house so bad? He's like, cause I love you now. <laughs> I was like, well, fuck guy. All right. Better late than never, I guess. Yeah. Took you a long, it took me five years. <laughs> now, now I love you. <laughs> Now I love you. Now I want to come over. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I'll let you know when I love you. 
<laughs> when I when I get around to it. <laughs> Fucking well, turd. Don't have kids. <laughs> I mean, that's the reason I want to come over to your house. Because you love me now. Yeah. Now I do. Yeah, so come over. <laughs> okay. I'll be what are you there. doing down there? <laughs> be there soon. I'm on my way. Well, I'm I'm very uh I'm very happy that we got to talk about this. I mean, we've been waiting over a year for this movie now. Mm-hmm. So uh it is about time and it's about time that the Swampies start fucking listening to us and actually giving us those five star reviews that we were always begging for on Apple. And they can follow us on Instagram at two dudes movie reviews and they can even check out the website two dudes movie reviews.com to check out like our merch shop and all that fun fucking stuff. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. You know what I mean? Cause you do the show with me. <laughs> Enough said. So, uh, yeah. Why don't you guys fucking do that? You stupid, filthy, fucking sweaty pieces of shit. <laughs> They're very sweaty. Always sweaty. You guys are sweaty. I'm sweaty. It was like mid nineties today while I'm working. Mid nineties. Yeah, I was watching mid nineties while I was at work. Yeah. The weather it was beautiful. It was seventy degrees. It's sunny. <laughs> but I was watching mid nineties. Yeah. No, it was like ninety six degrees and I was dying. So. Yeah. On that note, I guess, suck it, zombies. <laughs> <laughs>